quickly I want to jump into the word. The Lord has put something in my heart. And as I share this word, uh, Pastor Jijo will be like, uh, Pastor, this is exactly what I shared in the morning. Uh, because the first service when he was sharing the word, the title of the message was very similar to my title that I'm sharing with the church today. Sometimes Holy Spirit will bring our words and our thoughts uh, and our speaking uh, uh, you know, in, in, in agreement to the church that we get to minister. You know, January 1st onwards or December 31st, we gathered here. God gave us the vision. God gave us a direction for our church. Uh, it is a year of going beyond the borders uh, in all of our ministry experiences and everything that God wants us to do as a church, as a community. God wants us to go beyond the borders in our relationships, in our friendships, in our ministries, in everything that God has given you an influence, that uh, God has given you an ability to shed your light upon. I pray that the intensity uh, uh, of your light uh, will travel across the borders uh, to every place where God wants you to shine. God has given each of you a circle of influence. You influence somebody in your life. Is that not true? Every individual in your life, you influence someone around you. I cannot radiate my light into their life, but you can radiate the love and the grace of Jesus Christ in the life of people that surrounds you. So it's very important that as Christians, as children of God, as ministers, that we live our life according to the words of Jesus Christ. Very important. So today, I want to title my, our series is Going Beyond the Borders, but today I want to title my message as More Than Words, More Than Words, okay? Well, let's, let's pause and understand how many times you come across people, maybe in your relationships, your work experiences, where people talk and they don't act according to the talk. Like their words mean nothing. And you, if you have come around their life for many seasons, you understand even when they say something, you'll be like, I know he's just saying empty words. These words have no life. These words proceed with no action. So these words mean nothing. If you are seated in this room and you have, you know, you have, God has given you the ability to speak, I pray that your words will come alive with your actions okay your words will come alive with your actions if your actions does not support the words that you share then your words mean nothing people will not value you as a leader people will not value you and your friendship people not value your relationships if your words don't mean anything are you with me church see words are very important you create the world around you with your words you don't like your word you don't like the world that you are around change your words your words will change the world around you the people around you what you call out will come into existence why because it's the anointing and the gifting of God that God has blessed you with every single word that God called out came into existence that's the same authority and the same power that God has given to each of us what you call upon will come to happen, will come to pass. Why? It's the anointing of God. How many of you believe you're anointed by God in this room? You believe you're anointed by God? Turn to your neighbor and say, I am anointed. Don't mess with me. I'm anointed by God. Every single person, every single child in this room, no matter how old, how many months old the child is, but I believe the anointing of God is upon that child. The anointing of God is upon our children. In a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago, I saw during one of our children nights at our church, some of our young kids, the age of Anne and Naomi and uh, uh, Elijah, they just gathered around a few of our children and they were laying hands and they were praying. I believe God has anointed our little children in this house. Are you with me, church? If 
my God can use a donkey in the Bible, He can use anybody to bring out the words of hope into our life situation. I believe that the children of this house must be trained to pray because your prayer has the authority to bring out things all around you. But today, even as I share that, I want to take my church's attention into your words mean so much, but it can take you to a place where people care less about your words if your words have never proceeded with the actions. Your words must be supported by the actions. When you say, I will do it, make sure you get it done. Are you with me, church? Oh, as a pastor, I've come around a lot of people who give me a lot of suggestions, a lot of ideas. I love the ideas. I love the suggestions. Can I tell you, I've been in the pastoral ministry for such a long time that I have a lot more ideas. I have a lot more things that I can get to done, get to do. I mean, I love the ideas when people bring it out, but I fail to see people who will actually bring in the ideas and also be willing to do what they are saying. Are you with me, church? I mean, it's a dream of every CEO. It's a dream of every manager that whenever you you get around people who have ideas that you also make sure that those people will be every be able to carry out the ideas into actions because if you can't bring out your actions listen dreams don't work unless you take action are you with me church dreams don't work unless you take action so let this be the season when we declare going beyond the borders that our words will be more than words that dreams don't work unless you take action some of you are in this room you have a dream that God has put in your heart to evangelize you have a dream that God has put in your heart to write a book you have a dream that God has put in your heart to write maybe some songs you have a dream that God has put in your heart to release some podcasts you have a dream that God has put in your heart but if it doesn't proceed with the action your dreams will always fail it's good to have dreams god-sized dreams big dreams it's good to have those big opportunities to knock but sometimes with the dreams you must push forward with actions dreams don't work unless you take action so this season listen if you're waiting until you feel talented enough to make it you will never take it if you're waiting in this room and you're like, Pastor, I'm just waiting for my skills to be on. I'm just waiting for my talents to help me to come out in my season. Brother, sister, the moment you take the first step, God sees it and he honors and he rewards it. And a lot of times we surround ourselves with, I'm just waiting for the right opportunity. I'm just waiting for the right time. A lot of people, I tell you, they keep procrastinating upon because they're waiting on the right time. Now is the time. You need to sense it. The enemy will always want you to delay what God wants you to do now. And it's the work of the enemy. Only if he can manipulate your thoughts, your words, your actions, you will always be stuck around the things that you think to do ahead, but you will never get them done. Maybe I'll do it next month. Maybe I'll do it in six months. Maybe I'll do it next year. But now is the time to do something different that you were not able to in the previous months or the weeks or the years. Now is the time the church must realize, every member in the house must realize it's the season for us to go above and beyond, to go beyond our borders. Now this be a season also to realize and make us understand that our life must be more than words. You can turn to your neighbor and say more than words. More than words. When you say, I love you, you must mean it. When you say, I'll take care of it, you must mean it. When you say, I will provide for it, you must mean it. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Let your words be more than just words. Because if you keep saying those words and your action doesn't proceed, then guess what? People not value you. God said, for God so loved the world. I love the world and I'll take care of it. What did he do? He just sent his beloved son, his only one, not just words. Bible helps us to understand as the rain comes down, so does my word. And it's not just empty words that I release. It will go to create what it has been sent for. What it has been sent for. And I pray this year, be consistent with your words. Be consistent in your actions. That's where you will see the blessing of God. That's how we will see the church going beyond the borders. That's how you'll see your business going beyond the borders. Your relationship going beyond the borders. James chapter 1 verse 22 is something that we will start reading today. James chapter 1 verse 22. And I love the scriptures and according to um, Apostle James. And when you read through that, chapter 1 onwards, you see a lot of teachings that Apostle James is given to the New Testament church. So James chapter 1 verse, 1 verse 22. James chapter 1 verse 22. It talks to us about, but be the doers of the word and not the hearers only. Which if you are only hearing, you're deceiving yourself. Okay, let's read it. But be the doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. If you are just hearing the word and not doing what it says, you're deceiving yourself yourself not anybody else are you with me church that's what the scripture helps us to understand are you with me the scripture helps us to understand if you're just hearing the word when you open the youtube or any preaching you have so many preachings go on today on tiktok or instagram and all the places you have so many messages so many messages see sometimes last week i was talking to somebody it's nothing wrong about putting up a 20 second or a one minute video on an instagram reel or whatever but some people just dwell on that and you base your theology, your understanding of God's scripture just based out of that two-minute video. But an actual message will be 30 minutes long. An actual message might be 35 minutes long where you have the theological foundation for who you are as a Christian and who are, you are helping yourself and your family to grow in the Lord. Don't just rely on that two-minute or the 30-second nuggets. You cannot just live with chicken nuggets all the time. You got to go to eat some real good food. And I pray this will be a season that we will help ourselves and challenge ourselves to look beyond, not just hearing. And so it is so comfortable today. You open up your social media, you open up your TV, and you have so many preachings available. And because there's an influx of so much available, sometimes it's so, we get caught up with so many information, but it, we are not allowing it to transform us. It's just mere information. Are you with me, church? Am I teaching something good today? Our pastor is teaching us today. It's just information. Let it lead us into a total transformation that will help us. Not just the hearers of God's word, but the doers of it as well. James chapter 1 verse 22, maybe you can highlight it. But be the doers of God's word, not the hearers only. Deceiving yourself. You know, you don't want to deceive yourself. You want to see that you're growing spiritually. You're growing physically. You're growing in God's word in through his scriptures. Don't deceive yourself. Listen, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he once said, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. Okay? It's a quote that I'm borrowing from Martin Luther. It says that faith is taking the first step even when I don't see the whole 
staircase. Sometimes we hear something and we say something and we don't do according to that. Why? Because we are filled with a lot of fears in our life. Fear of rejection, fear of acceptance, fear. How will people take it? I'm not capable enough. I'm not good looking. I cannot sing. I cannot do these things. Maybe people will condemn me. Maybe people will judge me. So we have all of these notions about them and them thinking what I am going to be. A lot of people end up doing nothing because of the thought process that they have what others would think about you. So this season, before you proceed into doing something, understand God has given you the ability to do it. Even when you don't receive any applause, even when people don't celebrate you, even when nobody comes around you, faith is taking that first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. Are you with me, church? God just asked Peter to step into the water. Peter wanted to walk with Jesus. Just first step, Peter, just say it, first step into the water, in the unknown, into the uncharted waters, knowing the one who has already gone before you is faithful, that he will not let you drown as long as you have your eyes on Jesus. Your first step, your first step into that faith. What are you wanting to do this season in your life? And you're unable to do it because you think you cannot. There is nothing you cannot with the help of God. Are you with me? Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. There's nothing I believe you cannot if you know who strengthens you. There's nothing you cannot if you know who has called you. There's nothing as uncharted waters when you know the one who has called you to step into those spaces and places. This is going to be a season of going beyond the borders. And I believe we're going to live more than words. In areas of influence, wherever God has positioned you, more than words. I don't want to hear just empty words this season. Let's go more than words. I'm going to do things that I've committed to do. I'm going to do things that God has enabled and called me to do more than words. In every aspect of my walk and my life this season, if you're here attending our church for this Sunday, you're not here by accident. God wanted to give you this message today. And I believe as even as you're listening to online, this season, may us and Lord help us that we will go more than the words and we will live our words, Titus chapter 1 verse 16 says, they profess to know God, but they deny him by their works. They're detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. Listen to this very carefully. Titus is talking about church leaders. Titus is talking about ministers and ministries. They profess to know God, but they deny him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. When you listen to these words, when you read and understand this, it just promises, compels us, pushes us that we live according to the words that we are saying. The words of Christ matters the most that govern our life and help us build our faith life in Christ Jesus. They profess to know God. It's easier to gather around and say, I believe. It's easier to be on the stage and sing, I believe. It's easier to do things that Christian way. If you're raised in the church world, you can do the church. Hallelujah. If you've been too long in the church world, that's my fear too. I grew up in the church. I grew up pretty much on the stage, meeting with people, seeing lives. From a young age, I was pastoring a church. I believe I was talking to somebody, Nathan, I believe, that at the age of 17, I was pastoring a church. At the age of 17, I was given a church to handle and responsible. When I was 18, I planted my own church in Bangalore City. 
I grew up, so it's my fear because I know all of this. I don't want to miss the point that I don't live the way God has called me to do. Are you with me, church? Let this come as a compelling position in our life where the words are helping us. They profess to know God, but they deny Him by their works. Let our works be in a place and match with the words that we say. Let this be a year of change in our life. Are you with me, church? Just because we know it, don't just disregard the work God wants to do through words. Our knowing and our professing of His word and His name should always match up with the actions what is beneficial for the body of Christ. That people, listen, it's very good that you share the gospel, but sometimes your life is the only gospel people are going to read. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's very important that we share the gospel with people. Evangelize, go out beyond the borders. But sometimes your life is the only gospel people will ever open up and read. And see, and I pray, that's why they profess to know God, but they deny Him with their works. Brothers and sisters, let's evaluate ourselves this Sunday morning as we are ministering to one another. Like, let's look into what are those actions that have denied the existence of Christ's redeeming work in your life. What is those works that is pulling away, pulling us away from the purpose of God that God has brought us together here? What are those works of our life? What are those things in our life that does not show the radiance of His glory through us? Hallelujah. We're called to be the reflectors of Christ's image. Are there things in our life that does not reflect the image of Christ in our life, in our doings, in our practices, wherever we are engulfed? And I pray in all of the things that God has called us to do. We will not just be the doers. We will not just be the hearers of the word, but the doers of the word. That we will not just profess to know God, but we will also make sure people understand that what we profess is seen through our actions as well. See, words may show a man's wit, but actions, his meaning. Benjamin Franklin once said this. Words may show a man's wit, your knowledge. How can you bring in words in any given situation, in a, in a, in a team gathering, in a fellowship, whatever you gather. Words may show a man's wit, but actions, it's true intent and it's meaning. It doesn't matter how many words we can use. What matters the most, are you able to do and live according to the words that you have shared? Are you with me, church? Hallelujah. When God has elevated us to a platform in any space, it's not just the words, brothers. It is the actions that precedes those words. Words may show a man's wit, but actions is true intent and it's meaning. Let this be a season for a change all around in our life. I believe this is helping somebody as it is helping me personally. Let our words be louder. That we go beyond our words to live out the actions. Matthew chapter 21, verse 28 to 32. Matthew chapter 21, the gospel according to Matthew chapter 21, verse 28 to 32. Jesus asked, what do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. That's exactly how Josiah would say. I will not. But afterward, he changed his mind and went. That's why I said Josiah would do that. 
And he went to the other son the same way. And he answered, I go, sir. I will do it. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of the father, Jesus asked. They said, the first one, why? Jesus said to them, truly I say to you, the tax collectors and, listen to the word, the prostitutes go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the same way of righteousness. You did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you did not go afterward, change your minds and believe him. See, Jesus is bringing up a parable, a story to pe for people to understand the importance of you actually believing and doing the things, what you believe in, what you stand for. You know, and Jesus asked the question, I have asked two sons, right? First son said, I will not do it, but still he went and he did it. Second son said, I will do it, but he did not do it. We all have those experiences in our life. We're all that same children somewhere in life's journey where we have said that we will do it, but we have never matched up our actions according to the words we said. Are you with me, church? And there are other group of people who might have said, I will not do it, but somehow can be in compelling situations, people around you that have helped you to accomplish the things that you actually said first. And I pray in the season, according to the scriptures that we read and meditate today, but listen to what Jesus mentions. The tax collectors and the prostitutes. You know, I know a lot of people are like cringing here. Like, pastor, don't say those words because those irritate us in the church life. You know, churchy people will hate those words. But those words have been written in the scriptures for us to understand that even the tax collectors and the prostitutes have hope in Jesus Christ. Are you with me, church? No matter where they are, what emptiness they've been followed in and fell down. But in the blood of the lamb, every individual has hope. No matter who it is, you might be born in the palace or might be in the pit. But everybody has hope in Christ Jesus. That's what the scripture talks to us about. Everybody has life in Jesus. Why? Because God's word is not partial to one group one ethnicity God's word is not partial to a king or a subject God's word is not partial to just the Malayali or the the any other group God's word is not partial to a country his word is equally available for everybody those who believe in him and profess that he himself is Lord and Savior of the life they shall be saved they shall be saved everybody has the opportunity to hear the redeeming word of Jesus Christ well guess what when you accept the Lord as your personal savior, that's the words you're declaring. Your faith is coming out. Your faith is enabling you to stand on the words that you're declaring. There might be seasons that are challenging, but I pray the words of the Almighty God in the presence of the Almighty God that you're declaring will help you to navigate through seasons of challenges in your life. But when you look at the scriptures here, it says and helps us understand the tax collectors and the prostitutes. It came to everybody, but you rejected it. They accepted it. They walked in the ways of God after accepting. You might have accepted, but you walked away. I don't know what's our condition today, but I pray I'm ministering to your heart for us to have an evaluation of ourselves where we stand on the word of God. That we see that the redeeming work of Jesus Christ is for everybody. No matter what tribe, what age, what background we come from, the redeeming work of Jesus Christ 
is for every individual. Listen, action is a muscle. The more you exercise it, the more it becomes easier. Sometimes people don't do the things that they claim to do, claim to say those words. They don't proceed with these actions. Their only reason is because they seem those things to be very daunting. They're like, it's very hard. I don't think I'll be able to do it. In the moment, I just said I will, but I think it's going to be hard. Have you seen those people, you know, in a group when you're sitting and talking, they'll be like, I will do it. I volunteer for it. I'll do it. But a week later, I mean, I've come across a lot of people. A week later, have you done it? Two weeks later, have you done it? They were like, I don't think this is going to happen through him. Why? Because you have actually limited yourself. Action is a muscle. The more you exercise it, the more things that what God wants you to do or what you want to do in that season becomes easier. I was reading this. Listen. We tend to decide time later for things, but the right time is when you take that first step. Let that thought just sink in. We, we tend to decide time for later things, but the right time is when you take the first step. And I believe the first step is taken when you have actually confessed and declared with your mouth. I am willing to and I'm ready to. That's the first step. And then the Holy Spirit, God's ability will strengthen you to go beyond the borders. Help you to go beyond what every limitation may look like. Listen, words are from the lips. Actions are from your heart. Words are from your lips. You can just say words. Mean nothing. When your actions precede those words, they come from the heart. Why? Because you want to do it. You want to make sure that things get done. You want to make sure that you stand up to your words and live according to your words. Matthew chapter 5 verse 16. Matthew chapter 5 verse 16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Can we read that together? It says, Matthew chapter 5 verse 16, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Praise the Lord. Your actions, you reveal the Father in heaven. Your actions, you reveal the glory of God to the light that He's enabling you to shed. Listen, sometimes our actions are much more important than the words. A hug can sometimes express more than the words will ever express. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So many wars and chaos and confusions can actually be taken care in just an expression of love, an action that precedes the words. Not just empty words. We want to make sure that this relationship works. We want to make sure that the things that I'm standing for gets done. The actions come from your heart. I pray let this be a season that a church arises. I pray let this be a season that families and individuals will arise to stand up to your words and to do the things that you are actually saying. William Carey, one of the great missionary evangelists, he changed the face of missions all around. William Carey said this, expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. It's good that we all gather around and expecting things from God. 
We are expecting a breakthrough. We are expecting a miracle. All that is wonderful. But attempting some things for God, sometimes the neighbor's blessing is in you that God has put. Are you with me, church? Listen, sometimes somebody in Garland will receive a blessing from someone who is in Richardson and you are here right now. Expecting great things from God is great. Our expectation is on Him. But also attempting these things to make sure the people who are expecting all around you receives the grace and the blessing of God through your life. Today in our church world, we have a lot of consumers. I pray, I pay my dues. I pay, I make a payment so I must receive this. We have a lot of consumers. But I pray a church arises to go above and beyond that a group of people will arise to say, no, I'm not just a consumer. I'm a contributor into his kingdom. I'm a contributor into the places, in places and spaces where God has positioned me. Not just consumers. You go to Macy's, you're a consumer. You go to church, you must be a contributor. Not just a consumer. We contribute into the happenings, the ministry, the mission, the calling that God has placed on this house. And I pray every individual, family member, leaders, ministers of God's word, wherever you are positioned, you're listening to me online. Let this be a season that we challenge ourselves. Expect great things from God, but also attempt. Never forget, never shy away from attempting great things for God. Find places where you can serve. Find places where this year is not be just your words, but your actions will stand ahead of your words. Hallelujah. Words mean nothing if you don't proceed your actions with it. Expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. Listen, William Carey, when he was mentioning this uh, into the missions world, he argued Christians must expect great things. Listen, and not only must we expect them, but we must attempt them. No matter how small the beginning, no matter how complicated the task, in the power of the Spirit, under the authority of the risen Christ, we can have absolute confidence in the success of our mission. In commissioning His church, Jesus has said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. How many of you believe that? Jesus said, when he was giving the last commission, all authority in heaven and on the earth has been given to me. So therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 and 19, the great commission that we read. And Pentecost decisively proved that his command was possible because it fulfilled his promise of the commission. Before you go and make disciples, God said you must receive the power that gives you the ability. Are you with me church? But God said you must go. You must go. You must go to the ends of the world. You must go. He didn't say people to just sit around and waste time. Gathering around and waste time. No, he asked us to go. He's given us the authority and the calling has been placed on our life. Don't just limit yourself in the confinement of your mind. Don't just limit yourself in the confinement of what you can do and what you are comfortable of doing or what your forefathers have done. Do something different this season and live up to the words of the Almighty God. Do something different. I'm commissioning my church to do something different this season. Let your words mean more. The actions that precedes it. 
You don't get more faith by sitting around, but by pressing into God. Listen, you don't get more faith by just sitting around. Oh, I'm believing for something to happen. No, you're just sitting idle and wasting time. Now is the time for you to press into God. Do something different. The failure is guaranteed, but God steps in to change it. Hallelujah. Not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the Lord, saith the Lord. Words of the Almighty God. If that's the case, brothers and sisters, understand. In this season, you may not be able to do the things that God has asked you to do, but by the Spirit of the Almighty God, you are strengthened. By the power of the Almighty God, you're anointed. By the calling place in your life, you're gifted. So today, I'm challenging the church. Go beyond the borders into the spaces of influence. Reach the people for the lost. Reach the people for Jesus Christ. So let this be a season where we bring our actions together along with the words. You don't get more faith by sitting around, but by pressing into God. Have you been just sitting around for too long? There's a time for sit and wait, and there's a time to have your actions go before. See, everything that is hard, everything that is hard, that you think it is hard, is a series of things that are easy. Complex issues in the management world, we take the complex issues and we break it down. As you break it down, the big picture becomes smaller puzzles. The big issue becomes small things that are achievable. Everything that is hard that you think can't be done are a series of things that are easy. Let this be a season for us to take that first step boldly. Faith is taking that first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. I'm challenging some people here. I'm challenging some young minds here. I'm challenging some creatives in this room. I'm challenging some visionaries in this house today. I pray that business that you wanted to do, make those moves in Jesus' name. Those things that you wanted to release, make those moves in Jesus' name. Not by might, nor by power, but by the spirit of the almighty God, you shall reign. This let this be an year to dig deeper. Let this be an year to set up the platform. Thus, let this be the year to reign in places where God has asked you to reign as his child. There were some statistics that I came across while I was meditating on the scripture. God gave me the scripture to preach and all of the scriptures that I'm sharing here on the first Sunday you know, 31st when I was ministering and I was preparing for the sermon series, God gave me those words. And there's some statistics that came alive that just compelled me to share with the church, not to scare anybody, but also to reevaluate our position in Christ. If my words doesn't take root in your hearts, it just becomes an information. But my words that I speak from the gospels, from the scriptures, must lead you to a transformation. Listen, 63% of leadership in many denominations, I'm not going to name, in many denominations, 63% of the leadership in many denominations, including the deacons, the elders, the pastors, have not led one stranger to Jesus in the last two years. Are you listening to me, church? Let this come as for us to evaluate ourselves. 63% of the leadership in many denominations including the deacons, the elders, the pastors, the worship leaders, the worship team, whatever team you can think of, whatever the, the, the flamboyant things that are available in the church to show has never led one person to Jesus in the last two years. Let that be an alarming situation for all of us. God said, go into the world. We must be ready. 
to sow the seeds of hope. 49% of the leadership ministry spend zero time in an average week ministering outside of the church. 49% of the leadership ministry spend zero time in an average ministering outside of the church. Listen, 89% of the leadership ministries have zero time reserved on the list of weekly priorities for going out to evangelize. 89%. But listen, 99% of the leadership ministries believe that every Christian, including leadership, has been commanded to preach the gospel to a lost. Okay, 97% believe that if the leadership had a great conviction and involvement in evangelism, that it would be an example of the church to follow. 96% of the leadership believe that churches would have grown faster if they would have been more involved in evangelism. Are you with me, church? Look at the staggering percentage presented over here. The stats that have been presented over here. 99, 97, 96% of them believe the church can grow, the kingdom can expand only if we can collectively evangelize and go outside. But listen, 63% of the leadership, 49% of the leadership, 89% of the leadership, staggering amounts that show where Christian faith is moving towards. I pray in Jesus' name that Gen Z will come to the Lord. I pray in Jesus' name the young kids will start seeing a revival in their life. I pray in Jesus' name, there will be movements of evangelism in all across the age groups. But listen, this is something we as a church, we must understand. So when we do evangelistic outreaches within our city, you must show up. When we go out to evangelize, you must get your children involved in it. When we go out by the streets to give away gospel tracts, Come along, support it. Why? Because if we can do together, our words mean more than the words this year. Hallelujah. There's a great opportunity in this land. You know, a couple of weeks ago, some of our teams went out and, you know, our amazing volunteers baked cookies. And we went out in our neighborhood and gave cookies to our neighbors here. You know, the amount of people just welcomed us into their home, wanted a prayer. People are still needing a saving Jesus Christ. Only Jesus can say, my cookies cannot help them. Nothing will ever come close to what Jesus has to offer. Let us this year evaluate ourselves. Some people might say, Pastor, I'm contributing. Thank you so much. Your tithes, your offerings are wonderful, but I need you, not just your money. If you're listening to me, brother, if you're ever in the DFW area, come join us together. Don't just be a consumer online. If you're here, come to the heart and soul of the mission that we want to get done through this house. Can I tell you, Frisco is a great area for evangelism, a great area for missions, a great place and space for us to go out. That our actions live louder than our words. Let our actions live loud than our words this season. There are two things that you might have seen on our church um, website or our promotions, our graphics. Zion as a church, we believe in live bold and love loud. Live bold and love loud. What does it mean? That means that I no longer live just according to my words, but it's a bold confession of my faith in Christ and a bold declaration through my actions, my faith in Jesus to the world outside. 
you are not saved now don't you know some people you know they only take a few words of my scriptures and post it online to attack and all that stuff but listen even when i say all of this you are not saved by your works are you with me church you're not saved by your works but you do the things because you're you're saved it's a two different thing you're not saved by your works only the finished work of the cross has given you the ability to be saved but you do what you're called to do because you're saved hallelujah when you see somebody who is broken who is lost when you see somebody who actually doesn't fit in the category of the elite and the and the and the and the pharisees and the jews whatever it is they might be the tax collector they might be the prostitute they might be done some crazy stuff they might be on meth and alcohol and whatever it is they have a hope in Christ Jesus they can be redeemed in Jesus' love our life is to show that we don't just live our words not just empty words but live through our actions give you all rise up in God's house making a commitment and a surrender in this room as we gather up in this space today to gather on our, our our voices in this room as we gather together with our mind our thoughts that this doesn't belong just to the scriptures that have been shared here we apply these scriptures into our life i pray that this will lead us to a transformation in Christ Jesus heavenly father i thank you for the time for the words we ask your blessings as you enable us to break it down together so you consume it help us to grow to nurture and to practice in jesus name